the Super Bowl, you know, we walked out of there with, um, we identified 800 uh, traffic red flag situations and turned 113 of those into like verified investigative, you know, cases to pass on to law enforcement. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're here with Cheryl Chickey, Executive Director of In Our Backyard. She shares how the organization works to generate awareness and fight human trafficking, her personal story, and what you can do to help. And we're here today with Cheryl. Cheryl, how are you doing? Hey, how are you today? Happy to be here. Doing good. I have Matt Anderson here with me as <laughs> Hello. always. Um, and, and you're with us to talk about in our backyard and, and we'll get into what all that is in just a minute here and have you explain all that. But first, can you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, for sure. My name is Cheryl Chicky, and I am executive director of in our backyard. And I currently, um, am with you folks from Redmond, central Oregon. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to be on the call today. Awesome. And then maybe kind of getting into this, can you give us an explanation of kind of your role, um, with the In Our Backyard organization, what you do? Yeah, so In Our Backyard uh, fights human trafficking in the United States. So we focus on human trafficking efforts, you know, here in our own backyard, as our title explains. And mm-hmm. I think everyone has a unique story for getting as engaged as someone like myself. Um, so I, I actually started as a volunteer, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago now. And I was just one of those people who heard about human trafficking happening internationally. And I started to question, well, you know, what about, what about right here? You know, like, are we immune somehow to, <laughs> to human traffickers or what does it look like? Cause in our heads, you know, you think it has to cross country lines or state lines and, mm-hmm. and just how we might see it. So I was just super curious and I'm the kid, I think who just, you know, we'll always ask the teacher a question that they don't want always <laughs> brought <Yeah>. to attention. <laughs> so I, I raised my hand. I was actually in church and I said, does it happen here? And the speakers kind of looked at each other like, who who asked this question? Um, but they pointed me to a book called In Our Backyard uh, by our founder, Nita Bells. It's got, you know, about six uh, quick story, true stories about what it looks like here in the United States. And um, I read it and it surprised me because A, I was able to actually identify someone I knew who was like in the moment being trafficked. And that really um, that really caught my heart that, you know, hey, it's been happening right in front of my eyes. Um, and I wasn't even aware, you know, I knew something was off, but I didn't know what was wrong. And um, I started to volunteer with organizations that I found locally in my area since Inner Backyard was national. Um, but did end up connecting with them and volunteering at their Super Bowl uh, efforts. And each year I got closer and closer. And, you know, I always knew in my own story I had, you know, like I think a third of people like have had some type of sexual harm, right, or sexual abuse growing up. Um, and and I hear that a lot every time I speak. Someone will come up to me, man or like like male or female, right? And say like, yeah, when I was this age, like someone ex- just exposed themselves to me. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't know where to say that stuff. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's awesome that when I come and speak, people are like, oh, I can't actually like say like, hey, this weird thing happened, um, and I always have to hide it, right? So mm-hmm. I, I had moments of of sexual harm, sexual abuse, 
Um, but I never understand I was actually being exploited as a child. Um, you know, if you think about it, a victim of human trafficking not necessarily will raise their hand and say, hey, help me. Um, I'm being trafficked, especially as a child. You don't really understand, you know, what you're being exploited for. Um, so even though I was put on, you know, dates um, in cars and and in certain rooms and, and awful things may have happened, you know, I lived through a nightmare. But as a kid, you, it's it's really unfortunate that kids don't have the capacity to know, like, that shouldn't be happening to you, mm-hmm. right? Um, so my story, every story is unique. So I, I didn't align it with the movies I saw. <laughs> like, I never felt um, kidnapped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was able to return home and just keep things quiet, um, you know, to, to me for the sake of my family. Um, and, you know, it started by, by the time I was the age of 10. Um, so it, it's really almost a grooming of what became my normal because wow. I was so young. So for me to volunteer 30 years later, um, I started to recognize those little pieces of like, Hmm. Like what happened to me kind of sounds um, like what I'm helping with now and through awesome survivors, awesome counselors and mentors and even pastors, um, you know, we started to to find that bravery in me to, to come closer to that. Those stories we all have that we just kind of tuck away, you know, mm-hmm. we just kind of say like, we're not going to go there. <laughs> let's, <laughs> right. let's move on in my like, you know, like I, I pretty much had a successful adult life and married with kids. And I just didn't see that part of my life ever being told. So to sit here today and say like, no, this really happens. It happens Mm -hmm. in the United States. And, you know, you guys are here to help paint that picture a little better, Mm -hmm. you know, because there are survivors who A, don't know it. And and B, if you ask me as a survivor, I just want to prevent it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, let's just not have this happen. And that takes awareness and teaming up with others. And that's what in our backyard does. Yeah. And it, it's, it's crazy to hear, hear all of that and think, you know, you didn't know what was happening as it was, as it was happening to you or, or other people might not recognize the sign. So it sounds like awareness, like you just said, is obviously extremely important to, to help prevent it from happening. And there was a, um, some connection with that around the Super Bowl where you're trying to do some extra efforts about um, possible missing children's outreach prior to the Super Bowl. Can you tell us more about that as well? Yeah. So one thing that I thought was amazing was uh, getting the awareness out there that missing children in America, the National Center for Missing and, and Exploited Children reports about just from 2020, uh, about 25,000 of the those who were missing, um, you know, one in six were were most likely documented as trafficked as children. And that's right here, like where we live. Um, so, so that's what in our backyard partners with them for to take into the Super Bowl is how about we, you know, if there are traffickers out there who know to target these vulnerable kids, I hope someone's looking for them besides just the trafficker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah. like, why, why don't we all do that together? Like, that sounds like something I want to be a part of. Um, and, and that's what a lot of, uh, partners want to do. They're like, oh my gosh, like that actually sounds like something we can do. So we take a team out to the Super Bowl. This was our 13th Super Bowl consecutive working. Mm-hmm. And we actually have two two sides. One is how to empower the community. Everyone can pass out this booklet that has 36 missing children 
um, and, and raise that awareness and canvas the area and have volunteers from that Super Bowl host city go out and say, have you seen this child? Um, we usually have an event for volunteers to join us uh, about a week or so before the Super Bowl. And they'll go out into their communities, bring those books like marching grounds. And we usually get tips that exact day um, of someone citing one of those children. So at, nice. within a week of the Super Bowl, 17 of the 36 children um, were reported recovered by the National Center of Missing Exploited Children. Mm. So we know okay. that's, that's saying something. Like yeah, when yeah. we, it's so simple, <laughs> you know, like, like can you go to your local convenience store, your local gas station? You know, can you get out yep. there to these places in our community that really have become the eyes and ears? Like we used to have what? I don't know if you guys had neighborhood watch programs. There's like that scary sticker. Yeah. Yep. On like yeah. your <laughs> yes. so like yeah. a guy with like a black super sleuth hat, like super creepy. Uh-huh. Um, so so that's kind of the effort there. And it, it's just like when we walked away and and, and see that that those reports of recoveries um, are, are happening, it's just like wow, there's there's hope in the world, right? Like we're 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 reuniting families. We're getting uh, children who uh, might be not like we can't identify our location back to their caseworker because you know a lot of these kids are um foster care program um you know they're not they're not all from perfect homes right Mm -hmm. no nobody is um so we have to look at those vulnerabilities and say what can we do as a community so i say like that is one of the best outreaches i've ever been a part of is showing up myself and saying like does this really work you know it's just like you kind of like when you hear human trafficking you want to like be the Liam Neeson, you know, like you're like, I'm ready, yeah. like hit yeah. butt. And then you show up and they're like, here's this booklet and go hand it out. And you're like, but I want to do more. Um, but when you see, you know, a hundred or so volunteers go out together and do it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, and the other side of that is, you know, we, we don't just stop there. We want Super Bowl to represent an opportunity for the community to, to see that human trafficking happens in America. Um, we don't we don't point that Super Bowl is the cause, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Human yeah, trafficking right. Yeah. In America, like this is a this is a positive effort that everyone believes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we do have a a command post intelligence operation running at the same time. It's got a lot of partners there. Also, it it runs ten full days. I I don't sleep for ten days. And no one else does. And we run different intelligence uh, strategies to help identify the missing children, but also also just young adults and adults. Mm-hmm. Because when we walk away from this one day of where the whole nation right comes together for this football game, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and what we do is we say, like, how can we continue this effort the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. So um, turning in investigation reports for the rest of the year matters. And also, when that volunteer goes out with that booklet of missing children, they're also going to ask wherever they visit, they have this super cool uh, hotline number that's on a freedom sticker. Mm -hmm. And we say, like, will your business post this in your restroom all the time? Because obviously that missing children book's only going to last, right, for that for that moment, for the yeah. couple of weeks, you know, cause the missing children posters change. Um, but will that business step up, um, talk to in our backyard, we'll help train your employees to look out 
for what human trafficking looks like in the United States, and will you keep this sticker running in your restroom? Um, because it's really important for public restrooms to understand that's probably the most private moment someone who's being trafficked or exploited has. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're watched, they're followed. Um, so, so where can we reach them um, and not even put something on their body because they're completely controlled, they're checked from head to toe, um, they have to be able to see something and know, you know, there is a way for, for safety and, and freedom. So we post freedom stickers wherever we can. Um, and, the, and our volunteers get that. The businesses we partner with get that. And it's just something that people are like, oh, my gosh, like that makes sense. We can we can do this. So just those easy moments of, yes, leave it to us for the 10 day command post to <laughs> yeah. partner with law enforcement and like get those investigated cases out there so we can hold accountable like these people who think it's okay to use a human body as a commodity for a hundred percent their own gain. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? This isn't like a, a partnership between a seventies purple suited feather and hat protection mm -hmm. trafficker right. slash PIMP. Right. Yeah. Um, we're talking about violence, control, um, threats to the family. Jeez. We're talking about, a trafficker will purposely engage a victim in, in their own crime. Mm -hmm. So then they feel just as, you know, in trouble, right? If, if they were to approach law enforcement for help, they would fear more, um, you know, that they're in trouble, um, which is something I also went through. So I felt like if I reached out, I would be in trouble for doing the same thing the trafficker did. Um, so there's, there's manipulation, there's grooming, uh, mind control, all those things and, and physical threat that that really keep these uh, people who are being trafficked and exploited on edge to feel like anyone hears them or anyone sees them. So just a simple act of having that hotline posted shows them there is a resource for them to reach out for help besides, um, you know, maybe 911 where they're going to struggle with what to say or fear that they might uh, be in trouble. Yeah, and I'm thinking we're talking about you know the edu the education and awareness side, and yeah. and kind of what you had said at the beginning, and it reminded me of a time I can't remember if it was four or five years ago, but it was even it was like traveling to Atlanta at the time, and when you're in those terminal buses, they had said you know if you see any signs of human trafficking, make sure to report. It. And at the time, you know, it was like okay, I would think I would see that if it was right. happening, you know, and then you start to learn more and more about it, and you don't think of it in these ways, and even. I mean, getting ready for talking with you today of watching the videos that you all have on your website. There was one, you know, like three common places you mentioned, like convenience stores was a big one, but then like educating doctors for yeah. if they see it because they will talk instead of their victim over mm -hmm. them. And then teachers were seeing it in school. So it was one of those, again, you had mentioned the, I thought it was only, you know, when it crossed country lines, I was kind yeah. of on the same thought of, <laughs> I didn't think about that in our own backyard as well, but then there's, there's different flavors of it, I guess. And, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, okay, it is not always that obvious to see these things. You actually have to look out for them. Yeah. And it's moments where you just don't think to look for it. You know, like when you're getting gas next mm -hmm. time, um, take, just take a glance around. I mean, we're so busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. A, I think we're looking at the price. You know what I mean? And yeah. Comparing in our head, what was it last time? Like, yeah. it's just so easy, you know? And then if you go inside a convenience store, you know, I always mention like, do you dare go to the restroom? You know, it, it, it takes guts to like pick which one you're going to choose to use the restroom. Right. Um, so just little things like that. But this is a regular 
stop, you know, for someone, you know, to, to be put on, you know, some, some can have, you know, they, they might be forced to see 10, you know, clients of the traffickers every day. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, they're going to stop there for a little bit of catch up bathroom stock, clean up, you know, yep. um, maybe buying snacks and supplies. Um, so I always say, start at your local convenience store, like something where you might recognize someone another time, you know, everyone kind of focuses on that travel aspect, mm-hmm. um, uh, off the interstates when I'm on a road trip, like you might stop at that gas station once in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping your radar open in your own local community, getting to know your convenience store manager, letting them know like, Hey, did you know about this? Um, to keep your eyes out because it's usually frequented multiple times. Uh, if there is a survivor or someone being actively trafficked in that area, that's, that's one of the best ones. Like, um, but you know, bars, you know, you just, you just kind of got to look around and say like, does that person look okay? And it comes yes. down to your, it comes down to your gut. Like, you don't know why that person, <laughs> something's off, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. we, we've all had that moment. Um, and you're going to think I don't have enough information to report, but you know, you can just call the hotline text, uh, you know, uh, you just text your, your info to be free, like B E F R E E and just say like, Hey, I'm here at this time, this place, this looks off. And you never know. It's, it's like a timestamp. You never know if that bar has video, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, and that, that can break a case someday when, a survivor or trafficking victim is like too um, scared to speak. You know, it's like when, when we can supply just little bits of information, law enforcement does receive it and, and they will check into it. Right. And you've been talking about a lot of different locations and how you've been getting awareness out and, and different efforts there with the freedom stickers um, and even the pamphlets that they give volunteers. Are there other ways that you, you try to get the, the word out about this and get awareness? And, and how's that going? Yeah, so this year was was the first year we've ever accomplished a billboard. Like I've, like I've, been, I don't think you understand. Like I, I was in Englewood, California, and I got a note that you know our our new partner is with Dactronics, and we worked on this digital library because obviously our freedom stickers can get peeled down, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the restroom. So we've worked on a digital freedom sticker. So any stores with like a monitor, right. Could just have a digital image and help raise what these signs look like for the, for the public. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been working on that and, and someone decided like, well, I have, I have a billboard. I could put it on the billboard and it's actually in California. (laughs) So here I am like not understanding California traffic. I mean, I heard it bad, but I'm from Chicago. So uh, yep. I'm like, I can navigate this. No problem. And my, it was the last day and my flight left probably in like four hours. And I'm like, this is going to work. I have four hours to like drive and get this awesome photo for my social media and put my life at risk. Um, so it was in El Monte, okay. um, California, which on my GPS of like an hour 20. And I'm like, okay, so it'll probably take two. It's like pushing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> putting a buffer in there. <laughs> but it's worth it, you know. So I got on the expressway and or freeway, whatever they call them, and I like totally did not make it. I was in traffic. Oh no! <laughs> and like barely made it back to my flight, and I was like just on the phone with my staff, like, 
just any direction. Where should I look? I'm kind of here. So I, I, uh, I took a picture from a very far distance, um, mm-hmm. but you can't even see it. So we ended up using their, their, you know, they gave us like a, a photo of the billboard. So I was just, <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to be the person taking the photo, but I, yeah. but I wasn't, but it just shows, um, you know, we work in a very dark, uh, topic, you know, even sometimes the stories of recovery, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's an ending that is almost like a start of a new beginning because when someone's trafficked, there's psychological hardship, there's harm that can't always be repaired quickly. You know, it's not an emergency room where you put on a cast and you're better. Like what, what survivors and victims go through is, is work after to heal. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we're, we're more aware of, you know, the whole, the whole case. And that's why we're so passionate to prevent it um, is because it, it is hard work and it's, it's tough. It's tough to, um, you know, say like, you know, just the truth about how much harm really happens, you know, that mm-hmm. the public doesn't see. Um, so when we hear businesses and partners just really want to light, put a light in that darkness and shine a light and say like, Hey, we're going to put on our billboard. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's just so empowering and encouraging. Um, like when I, I told, you know, survivors we work with, like, we got a billboard yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, yay. Like someone's willing to talk about it and say yeah. like, this exists. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a mark of courage. So when people join us in that fight for the hope, it just really matters. So Dactronics has just blown us away um, to really say, not only are we going to do the digital library, but we're going to talk to everyone we know um, every convenience store we have relationships with, but like, what else can we do? And that those are people that are like, it's so special when people are like, when they go above and beyond because they're passionate to fight this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we look for people with passion to mm-hmm. want to stop human trafficking. We, we don't want businesses to say, oh, I'm forced to put this poster up. Um, maybe someone will see it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we train staff at a convenience store, when they care about the issue, they're really being the eyes and ears of the community. So it really takes people to understand human trafficking um, and actually want to care to stop it. Yeah, and you're you talk about you know you mentioned people can peel stickers off and right. all these things, and it's a little little different issue when it's up on a billboard and you're you're driving by, you can't yeah. really just tear that off very quickly. But I got to imagine on the side of if you're going into it with not. You know, you're saying like not much experience with billboards. There's one thing to get your message up there, but you have to make sure whatever that message is, it gets communicated clearly, right? Because it's not just, yeah. I mean, even our digital artists will say you're not just throwing text up on there right. and trying to cram as much text as you can to get a message across. So having someone to be able to help out, get that message across has got to be pretty, uh, pretty special as well. Yeah. And working with, you know, those folks, you know, I usually share, you know, our freedom sticker is designed, right, to to not discount any unique story, mm-hmm. um, which is real similar to what happened to me. So I, I was fifth grade ready to just, you know, whatever it took to make this stop what was happening to me. Um, I was a good student, but every night, you know, I knew to sneak out of my house, go where I was supposed to go, see who I was supposed to see. And, you know, I would be left alone. Um, so for me, it was worth it to, to just listen, right. And obey and surrender. Mm-hmm. And, I was just 
battling that. Like I, I, I knew at that young age, like this is not what I signed up for. You know, yeah. <laughs> I never signed up to be, you know, put, put in a car for these types of things. And, um, they had an officer coming officer friendly. Cause they all made us say the same name and it was the make rough dare program. And they did touch on abuse. Yeah. And I walked into that class that day saying like, I'm going to tell this officer, like, I don't care, you know? And the poster was this beaten and battered and like black and blue kid, uh, like sitting against the wall, crouched, holding on a stuffed animal. Uh-huh. And it, they looked terrified. And, you know, I was kind of like, not, you know, robotic, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I, ha- I did things so that wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. Again, right. So, so I felt, I guess like, you know, I just discounted myself. I was like, I don't have it as bad as them. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell. And I was crying in the class. The officer pulled me aside, asked me how I was doing and I kept it in. And I just said, oh, you know, I just feel so bad for that kid. And you could tell that officer knew, right? Yeah, <laughs> something was yep. not He saw right. the signs. Yeah, and and they let me go. And I just, I go back to that moment because it's like, you know, I'll see different posters and, you know, our freedom sticker, like, it could be male, it could be female. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be old. Like, we've seen 80-year-old survivors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen three. Uh, so it's, it's a lot to encompass with this one shot to reach somebody. Um, and I know that personally, you know, so when Dactronics was like, I think we want to put out there, trust your gut. I was like, wow, you guys are like super brave. You know, like most companies we've worked with, like they just want the the info, like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was that push for more uh, messaging, like, Cause like you said, what are the signs? I need to learn more. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you know what? Trust your gut. Please trust your gut. Because for some reason in the human capacity, that's usually what's right. Uh, when you trust your gut and you just say, I'm not sure what I see, but I'm just going to report it anyway. Right. And and that's important too. It's the, the whole kind of goes back to the whole, see something, say something and kind of trust your gut and, and all these messages to kind of help people, you know, know that it's okay mm-hmm. to speak up and, and share what you're seeing out there. And like you said, even if you say I'm at this place and it's this time, I, I something was off. Mm-hmm. You, you never know. That might be a huge help to somebody else's story. Um, Cause I'm going to say with Super Bowl, you know, we walked out of there with, um, we identified 800, uh, trafficked red flag situations and turned 113 of those into like verified investigative, you know, cases to pass on the law enforcement. Wow. And, you know, things we come across are, you know, relationships that don't make sense. Like, sh- like you hear someone calling him daddy, but you know, that's not their dad. <laughs> like, yes. You know, there's these little windows of like, that was weird. Um, you know, or she has no purse, um, you know, but, but looks like she's trying to, to find someone. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the other large one we see is, you know, like maybe it's cold outside and they're not dressed for outdoor weather. Mm-hmm. Like they just have their inside clothes on all the time, um, walking in and out of these convenience stores each time you see them, but they don't look um, maybe, you know, like they're houseless, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like, there's these weird moments of something doesn't look right, you know? Um, and I'm, and I'm not sure. And, and that goes the same for 
the males. Um, one of the first targets I saw during our convenience outreach at Super Bowl was this male hanging outside of the gas station. And I assumed, you know, he, they're either up to good or up to no good. And I actually handed them a missing children's book and just try to open a conversation. And they took the book and covered their face from me. <laughs> oh, wow. And I just was like, hmm. I'm, assu- I'm assuming you're not up to good, you know? Um, yes. but, yeah. <laughs> um, and they probably thought I was some weird undercover officer, you know, and I'm not, you know, but who, you know, it's just, they've never had anyone actually like walk up to them. Um, so we did learn that he, in the end, like he was, definitely a part of a trafficking of this one other young female happening on the site of the store parking lot. And I had to check myself because when I went back to our volunteer event, I looked at the children in the missing children booklet and I forgot like, Hey, there's boys in this booklet. Like mm-hmm. he looked like, he looked like four of the other boys in that booklet. And I had to remember like, Hey, don't, don't stay in the box of like, he has to be, the bad guy, Mm -hmm. you know, like he, he was young too, and he easily could have been a missing child and and maybe he was caught up in trafficking, but it never crossed my mind. Like he could be missing also. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so even, you know, I've been out what, 10 years doing this work. Um, you just have to remember, like, to look at the situation and, and remember it's not always the pretty woman. Mm-hmm. movie it's not always a taken movie like these are this is really happening here and and we have to remember there are male victims also um and our male youth who might be missing are at risk too mm-hmm. um so it's just always like I, you would think i wouldn't have been caught in in that moment of like hey don't forget to look for him in that booklet too absolutely and and you kind of mentioned it um we're talking about the super bowl and even how you said that's not the the only time, and, right. and it's just a good moment to bring awareness to it as well. And even you just now going through the results, right? From the, I, I even imagine if it's all that effort is for one, right? And you end up yeah. freeing someone that already is is incredibly worth it. And to hear the numbers you just gave of how well that performed is awesome to hear. And, yeah. and so then, kind of going back to your your other point, you know, this isn't just around the Super Bowl, so. Um, what are some things that go on maybe outside of this, outside the Super Bowl? Is there kind of like, a, you know, things you do to kind of help further along throughout the year? And like, what can, uh, you know, Dactronics or other businesses do in general to help out with this? Yeah, I would say number one is if, if you have Internet in your city, you have most likely human trafficking. I think a lot of businesses who might not be in like high metro urban areas will think, you know, while I'm, I'm away, like the closest city to me is at least an hour. So we're, we're out of that area. That's, that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can go to our website in our backyard.org and sign up and we'll send you freedom stickers for free and, and any training material you'd like. Um, everything we offer is free and, you know, every small business and, and larger business um, corporate businesses can can make a difference and and help prevent human trafficking through freedom stickers. It's really the, it's like 2016 research showed it was the number one way to increase arrests of traffickers. Um, and, and survivors say, you know, public restrooms is, is where they need to see the number to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need awareness on that phone number a hundred percent. And that's the, the national phone number 
is 800-3737-800 if you don't, or I'm sorry, I'm silly today, 888-3737-888. So, you know, just just practicing that, putting that in your phone, um, understanding the online risks of kids, go to our website, you can learn, get the book in our backyard. It, it really made a difference for me. You can order it on our website and just educate ourselves. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to us anytime and, you know, your business might have a certain sector, right, or industry, um, and whether it's a hospital, right, um, a convenience store, a restaurant, um, or small business, like there, there's a way you can, you can help be the eyes and ears of your community and make a difference. Mm-hmm. January is the National Human Trafficking Prevention, like, month. So I always say, like, get on board, you know, roll out something fun for staff and employees or your community in January. That's always a great time. Um, but, you know, we have seven programs, so we're we're fully loaded all year round. We work in schools. We help prevent uh, children being trafficked through the health classes from fifth grade through 12th. Mm. Um, so we're busy all the time. But, um, you know, there's something you can do. There's a unique thing you're able to do and people you can reach because once people know about it, they're able to spot it and help prevent it from their friends and family and anywhere in their community. Absolutely. And, and thinking about ways that even, you know, Dactronics really liking to help out with the organization, like in our backyard is we, we've been saying a lot about billboards even. And, you know, sometimes you may think it always has to be up on a big, you know, on a big pole out by an interstate and stuff like that. But uh, people use our displays, you know, all around the community, whether it's the outside of a high school, I mean, even a gas station. We've talked about restaurants a lot in this episode, mm-hmm. too. So it's one of those, I mean, it's reaching out to your organization or your Dactronics rep even to see like what are some ways that your business um, can help use your, let's say it's a message center, it's a billboard, it's any kind of electronic display for your business and how can you get this message out there? We'd be glad to help. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. And I, I want to thank you for coming on today, Cheryl, to talk about all of this and yes. and share your story and, and the multiple stories you've heard and all the different ways you're trying to get the word out and how everybody else can help and, and if you see something off, trust your gut and, and tell somebody, right? I would even say getting ready yes. for this episode, the amount of just looking at your website, the mm-hmm. CNN video, we'll put links to all that in the show notes. But I mean, it's one of those, knew it was a serious issue and stuff, but just getting ready for talking with you today and learning more about this and even just talking with you during the episode. Right, right. I already feel like I learned, I've learned a lot more now and I definitely appreciate you taking the time well, to talk to us. Then we're doing our job. That's good. Right, right. <laughs> can you share? Uh, can you share that phone number for us one last time? Yes. My apologies. It's eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. And you can also text be free, like B E F R E E, and text instead any information. Um, you know, in case you don't want to make the phone call. But uh, that hotline has two hundred languages. And every local resource, wherever you're located, when a survivor calls or someone's calling to report, it's amazing. I would also say if, if you are a business out there and you're using your displays or whatever you might be, definitely encourage you to, you know, even social media, take a picture of what you're doing for your your business to help raise awareness in your community and make sure to, to send that out to, to promote the awareness as well. Yes, exactly. So thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, it was it was great to hear, hear your story and all about In Our Backyard. Thank you so much, guys. Great to be here. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 